We're going to continue to, to talk about verses that are that tell us what to do with our our anxiety and fear and and those things. But but as we look around, I'm reminded honestly of a quote from Blackaby, Henry Blackaby. You may know him from Experiencing God or Experiencing God as a Church or those books. I'm reminded of this quote because it just looks so dark outside right now, doesn't it? it? Our society just looks dark. It seems like every time we get close to good news, more bad news comes. It just seems to be dark. And, and Henry Blackaby said, if the world seems dark, the problem is not with the darkness. The darkness is just acting its nature. If the world seems to be getting darker, the problem is with the light. Now, I'm reminded of that because, again, as we look around, it just seems like everything is so dark these days. Political environment, pandemic, uh, uh, now even Supreme Court, everything just seems to be dark. And the problem is, we are drawn to that. See, we have this problem with sin. We have this darkness in us that, that is drawn to the darkness of our, of our society. Uh, I'm reminded of C.S. Lewis, uh, a, a philosopher, a Christian philosopher, uh, sometime back, I don't know, 50s, I think, um, a, a New York newspaper sent out a, this questionnaire and, it, and they, they sent this questionnaire to all kinds of different people, religious leaders and political leaders and, and, and such, and they sent one to, to C.S. Lewis. And the question was, what, what is wrong with the world? What is wrong with the world? Well, C.S. Lewis sent back one word, me. See, he, he recognized that we have a darkness in us and, that, and the darkness in us is drawn to the darkness that we see in our society. In fact, sometimes it yearns for it, if we're honest. So we want to, I want to talk about darkness and light. I want to talk about, you know, is Blackaby right? Is the problem not the darkness, but is it the light? So we're going to be in Colossians chapter 1 this morning. We're just going to hit a couple of verses, verses 12 and thir- or 13 and 14 of Colossians chapter 1. It is up here behind me. It says, He has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son He loves. In Him we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So let's first, let's study our way through. Let's talk about the context first. The context is Paul's letter to the Colossian church. Now this church that was in Coloss, it wasn't started by Paul. It was started by one of Paul's colleagues, Epaphras. And, this, and he writes to this church because this church is surrounded by Greek philosophy. It's surrounded by weird and, and mystic religions. It's surrounded by Gnosticism. It's surrounded like our church is surrounded today with a whole bunch of weird stuff, humanist philosophies and, and, and mysterious belief stuff. And so Paul writes this letter to this church to encourage it and to encourage it to respond to its community with with love and forgiveness and grace, not with malice and anger and foul language. Again, really kind of fits our setting for today, doesn't it? It sounds like what our church is surrounded with today. Now, the 
The church at Colossus is probably, if you go back in history, uh, in, in one of the many exiles of the, uh, of the Israelites, there was a group of Israelites that were sent from Antiochus, sent them from Babylon to Colossus to settle there. And he sent them there, and, the, and, and these, these Jewish, uh, these Israelites are, the, the, the people in this church are likely the descendants, two or three generations from, these that are sent from Babylon. So, so we have a Jewish idea here, although they can't really completely uh, perform their Jewish rituals because they're, they're nowhere near a temple. And so they, they have this Jewish ritual idea. We have all of the mysticism we have Gnosticism. Gnosticism said that you had to have mysterious knowledge in order to get to God. You had to climb your way up this spiritual ladder to get to this mysterious knowledge that finally got you to God. That was Gnosticism. There's s- several belief systems that are very much like it in our world today. And, and then you also have the Greek philosophy stuff. And so this is the church, this is the setting for this church. So Paul writes this church to encourage them, and and after the greeting in in chapter 1, he turns directly to the heart of the matter. He goes on right after where we are here, from verses 15 to to 20, he goes on to say that everything, everything is made by Christ, for Christ, and is held together in Christ. So he he presents the, the, the supremacy of Christ in everything. All of these different belief systems all of them, Christ is superior to them. And so that's where he gets to right after this section. And, 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 but in these two verses are, are some important points that I want to draw out. It says that he's rescued us, he's transferred us, he's redeemed us, and he's forgiven us. So let's see what this says about God. It says that Jesus has rescued us. Now, the, this word is also trans, translated delivered or saved. It means to be rescued from imminent danger, preserved. Jesus has rescued us. Picture, we love the superhero movies, right? The, uh, the Marvel series, man, that thing's making some cash. So we love the idea of the superhero. <laughs> Jesus swoops in and rescues you. Picture that in your mind. Jesus has swooped in and rescued you just in the nick of time. That's, what, that's the idea behind Jesus rescuing us. And, and he specifically says that we, are, we have been rescued from the domain of darkness. Now, domain means a system of thought or a, or a sphere of thought. And so it's the darkness. We have been rescued from the darkness. Now, I want you to notice, look in your Bible It's in the past tense. It's in the past tense. This is something that has already happened. It's a truth for now. He doesn't say, Jesus is going to rescue you someday. It says he has rescued you. He has. Now, I also want to, I'm going to point out along the way, does it say, Jesus rescued those who are worthy of rescue? Does it say, Jesus rescued those who worked hard enough, did enough religious stuff? No. It just says, Jesus has rescued you. You are rescued by Jesus. Rescued. And then it says, 
that we have been transferred. Now, I want you, uh, I want to again remind you that consider this statement from the, the viewpoint of the original readers who are two or three generations away from a, a group of people, their descendant, they are descendants of the people that were transferred from Babylon to Colossus. Now, what happens in this transfer? When we are transferred from, from the darkness to the light, from the kingdom of old to the kingdom of the Son of God's love, when that transfer happens, the old king has no more call on your life. The old king has no authority in your life at all. So the darkness has no authority over us. None. Because we aren't in that kingdom anymore. We got a new king. And that new king is Jesus. And so we, we don't need to be, we're not beholden to those masters any longer. We have a new king. The king of light. The light of the world. The son of God is our new king. And so the, the darkness no longer has any authority in our life. And then it says, Jesus has redeemed us. Now, this word redemption is actually a, 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 a two words put together. The first part of this word is to be sent forth. We get the word apostle from it. it it's the idea of being sent forth. So we've been sent forth, and the second half of that word is ransom. It's the idea of paying the price of a life. So, so Jesus has rescued us from the darkness, transferred us into his kingdom, and paid our price to set us free. Paid our price to set us free. Paid the price of a life. Now, the original readers of this letter lived in a Roman society by this time, and they, uh, there were more slaves than free men in, in Rome. So they would have immediately understood this redemption. When you buy a slave and set it free, when you pay the full debt of the slave and set it free, that's what Jesus has done for us. He has rescued us from the domain of darkness, transferred us to the, son, to the kingdom of the Son of God's love, and ransomed us, paid our price, and set us free. And then it says that God, Jesus has forgiven us. Think about this from the viewpoint, again, of the original readers. Judaism, in order to be forgiven, you had to have the temple. They have no temple in Colossus. In, in Gnosticism, in order to be forgiven, you have to reach the mysterious levels. This says that forgiveness lives in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Forgiveness is in total in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Now, what this means, what forgiveness means to us is that the darkness that's within us is cleansed. So we no longer, not only do we no longer have to listen to the authorities of the domain of darkness, but we no longer have a darkness in us responding to it, yearning to it, because we have been forgiven. Forgiven. Now, I want to point out again, does it say Jesus rescued those who worked hard enough, transferred those who did enough religious stuff, redeemed those who were worth having, 
and forgave those who repented enough? No. It just says he's done it. He's done it. The cross of Calvary takes care of it all. It takes care of it all. We are rescued. We are transferred to a new kingdom. We are redeemed, our price paid for. And we are forgiven so that, so that we no longer have the darkness within us. It's cleansed by the blood of Christ. So what does this mean for us? We are rescued and we are transferred. We no longer have to listen to the darkness. We no longer have to be drawn to the darkness. We don't live there no more. Another one of my, of my favorite C.S. Lewis uh, quotes, he said, you don't have a soul, you are a soul. You have a body. We, we live life the wrong way. We live life as a body with a soul in it. We need to live our lives as a soul encased in a body. We need to live our lives this way. We are no longer under the domain of darkness. We are no longer have to listen to the darkness within us. We no longer are under its authority. We have a new king. And our king is the light of the world. Our king is the son of God's love. That's our new king. We are rescued. We are transferred. We are redeemed bought and paid for and set free. And we are forgiven. Jesus' Jesus's forgiveness overcomes the darkness in us that responds to the darkness in, in society. You know, these, these verses don't deny that dar darkness is. There's many belief systems that would say that the darkness is, is just, well, it's your fault. This says darkness is, and we, but we don't have to live in it. We don't have to be under its authority. We don't have to have it inside us anymore. We have a new king. And our new king has rescued us. He has transferred us into his kingdom. He has redeemed us. He's forgiven us. So recap that. We're rescued. We're transferred. We're redeemed. And we are forgiven. So how do you get here? How do you get here? See, I think this is one of the keys to living as a soul encased in a body. Living a life that, that, that isn't constantly fighting sin is understanding this, that the sin has no authority over you anymore. You have a new king. And you can follow the new king. You can live in the light. You don't have to live in the darkness. You don't have to be drawn to the darkness. You don't have to... You can live in the kingdom of the, God, of the son of God's love. You surrender. We surrender to get here. We surrender to be rescued. We surrender to be transferred. We surrender to be redeemed, and we surrender to be forgiven. We surrender all of the attachment of the old way. We surrender our old life in the darkness. We surrender to have this.
I think, uh, I think Blackaby was right at least this far. He said that the, that the darkness, if the world is getting darker, the problems with the light. I think the, the, the reason the world is getting darker is because we surrender to the darkness. Because we give in. You got a new king. You don't need to give in. The darkness has no authority over you any longer. The darkness within you has been cleansed. So it doesn't need to to respond to the darkness. It doesn't need to, to yearn for the darkness. We have a new king. And that new king is the king of light, the light of the world, the son of God's love. Our problem, I think, is that we try and live with one foot in each kingdom. We're trying to live, yeah, I'm Christian. Whoa, sin looks good. (laughs) We live with one foot in each kingdom. Which one are you going to surrender to? A man can't can't serve two masters. Jesus said so. Which one are you going to surrender to? Are you going to give in to the darkness? Or are you going to surrender to the light? Surrender to to Jesus who has rescued you, who has transferred you into his kingdom, who has paid your price and redeemed you, and who has forgiven you for everything you've ever done. It doesn't matter whether your sin was 10 years ago or 10 minutes ago. It doesn't matter who you are. It matters what he has done. He has rescued you. He has transferred you into his kingdom. He has redeemed you, paid the price for your life. And he has forgiven you. So so your darkness no longer exists. Who are you going to surrender to? Who are you going to give in to? Will you choose a kingdom? I'm going to ask that you bow your heads. Choose a kingdom. Choose choose who you're going to surrender to today. It's as simple as a prayer. Can you just say, Jesus, I surrender to you? The darkness no longer holds any authority over me because I live in a new kingdom with a new king. With both feet in, will you surrender to the new king? Father, we surrender. We surrender to you. We surrender to your to, 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 to the one who rescued us, the one who transferred us to his kingdom, the one who redeemed us and paid the price for our life, and the one who has forgiven us, no matter who we are or what we've done. We surrender to you. Can you pray that prayer this morning?
Let's sing the song, I Surrender All. again like you mean it. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Father, that is our prayer this morning. We surrender all to you. We thank you for this time that we've had together. We thank you for your word today. We thank you, Father, for reminding us who we are in you, that we are rescued. We are transferred to you. We are redeemed and we are forgiven. Keep us mindful of this this week. Keep us mindful of this every time it seems to be getting dark. Let us surrender to the light. It's in Jesus' name we ask. Amen.